Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Well, I am going to share something with you that came from our workshop that we did at Sisterhood recently. Sisterhood is our women's gathering that we have at our church, and it happens once a year. And I did a workshop speaking to women that were just really ready to grow deeper in their faith. And this particular uh, session that I did, I talked about um, what blocks our freedom. And so I've got three parts where we're going to break this down of the three things that I believe uh, keeps us from everything that God has for us. So with all that said, let's jump into today's content. All right. All right. Number three, we'll move on, is hurts we receive. So lies we believe, sins that we won't let go of, and hurts we receive. Pain introduces us to ourselves. And what we do with pain determines who we become. So pain is an equal opportunity distributor. You're going to go through seasons of pain. We're going to go through stuff, right? We all have a pain file in our heart. And in the pain file, we have a pain of disappointment, right? There's the pain of disappointment when something happens and you're like, man, I really wanted it to go this way, but it didn't. The pain of incompetence, I should have known better than that, right? Incompetence, the pain of incompetence. I should have known better than that. I should have known better than that. I knew that this was going to happen. You guys know what I'm talking about? The pain of rejection. When somebody walks away, somebody you love, close friend, they reject you. Maybe you believe in God for a job, promotion, you get turned down. There's the pain of change. And the pain of change, the thought behind that is I thought it was always going to be this way. I didn't think things were going to change. I think that was the hardest thing of losing Brian's mom. I was not ready to change our life. I loved our life. Our life was so good. I didn't want to change our life. Like, I loved this life. There's, I know this is bad, but I was like, there's other people I would have gladly given up over my mother-in-law. Like, I'm sure none of you are that way. I'm like, take them, God. Just not her. That's so terrible. That's where I was at. Emily's like, too real. Don't say that. Okay, I understand. Yes, ma'am. But, there's a, but that's what we go through, right? There's, there's times when we go through change and we didn't want the change. Maybe you find yourself a season of change and you didn't want to change. And it's carrying with it some pain. There's the pain of loss. I think that's super hard. I don't, I realized in the season, our hearts were not wired to know life without people we love. You were created as an eternal being. That's why grief is so hard and you never get over it. Because when we were created, we were created to live with God forever in the garden. Sin, right, caused death. And that's why it's so hard for us. God never wired our hearts to know how to lose somebody. We, we don't know how. That's why it's like you're, and that's why even as people on the outside, when you're watching somebody grieve, you don't know what to say because God never wired us to do that together. There's pain of relationship loss. Pain of relationship loss. Next one, pain of not being number one. I thought I was going to be on top. I thought I was going to be leading. I thought I was going to be better by now. I thought that things were going to turn out differently. Come on. I thought I'd be uh, being at the leader of my company by now. Pain of not being number one. And next is pain of responsibility. C. Fig has a a saying that she tells us all the time that leadership is not punishment. (laughs) Sometimes it kind of feels like it, doesn't it? 
Have you ever noticed that the, the reward of faithfulness is more um, responsibility? You just get more and more, right? Leadership is not a punishment. But everyone has bad experiences. And how many of us have bad experiences, right? We've all had them. But I love what John Maxwell says. He says, in life, uh, sometimes you are the pigeon and sometimes you're the statue. And that's truth, right? Sometimes you're the pigeon, sometimes you're the statue. We're all going to go through bad things. So here's what I've learned about the good and bad in life. You ready? Number one, life is filled with both good and bad. Life is filled with both good and bad. They're both present and they're both wanting my attention at the same time. Whenever I was pregnant with Bear, I was like big fat pregnant. And, um, you know, when you're just like so pregnant, Ashley's not there yet. She's not the big pregnant where like all of you is pregnant. Like even your feet are pregnant. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Just you're all pregnant. And I was big pregnant and uh, Brian's grandmother, his mom, uh, his dad's mom, was passing away. She was in her final hours on earth. And I was sitting there next to her bed, and I'm listening to her draw breaths, her last breaths, and I'm feeling life on the inside of me. One life ending and another life about to begin. One taking its last breaths while the other is about to take its first breaths. And when I was sitting there, I was weeping. I was holding her hand, one hand holding hers and one hand on my stomach. One seeing the beautiful uh, expectation of a life to come and the other celebrating a life well lived. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, life is going to be full of good and bad. And they're happening at the same time. And I want to encourage you that even the darkest of seasons in your life, have one hand on what's going away, the bad, right? But also cling to the life that's all around you. There's the good. There's beautiful things. In the darkest of seasons, there's still good happening. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. And, and gratitude keeps us grounded, right? When everything in our world is shaken. And so our family through this season, I've had to be every single day when we go into a sinkhole of grief, because it happens sometimes you're just walking and all of a sudden it's a sinkhole of grief. I have to be like, okay, what are we grateful for? We're holding one hand. Thank you, God, for the beautiful life that she lived. But we're also going to hold on to, Lord, thank you for the life that is. And, and what are you doing? Show me that the blind still see, the deaf still hear, the lame still walk. Come on. I, I'm going to see what you are doing. The next thing is uh, some of the good and bad I cannot control. There's some of the good and there's some of the bad that I can't control. The enemy wants you to be the author of the good and the bad. And the problem is this, is if you do this, if you're the author of everything good, the result of that is pride. And it leads to more control. And then if you take uh, credit for everything bad, it results in shame, which gets you into a place of failure, right? You just want to quit. Both extremes aren't, aren't worth it. So there's some of the good and some of the bad that I can't control. So own the part that you can and release the rest, right? So there's things in our life when we're going through seasons of pain, as some of the things that we do in seasons of pain, could we have prevented it? Yes, right? Decisions we could have made, things we could have done differently. So own that part, but give the rest to God. 
and, and release it as quick as you can. And then the same with good, right? There's good things that are happening in my life right now. I'm super grateful for sisterhood. Really amazing, right? Do it, but I don't want to take credit for all of it. It's not me, right? God's using me. So own your part, your little piece, but then the rest, that's the God part. And so we own our part and then release the rest. The next thing is some of the good and bad will find me. Some of the good and the bad will find me. The Bible says goodness and mercy are going to follow us, right? But the same Bible also says that in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have trouble, but be of good joy, good heart, right? I've overcome the world. Uh, Job says that it rains on the just and the unjust. So some of the good and some of the bad will find me. Just because bad things are happening doesn't mean you're outside of the will of God. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong. Come on, somebody. It's just some of the good and some of the bad are just going to find me. Every day I have the choice. If I have a positive life stance, the good and the bad will become better. The good and the bad will become better. If I have a negative life stance, then the good and the bad will become worse. So I get the choice. I can't control what's happening to me, but I can control what's happening in me. And when I believe that life's not happening to me, but life is happening for me, that I'm in a positive position, right? That God, even this pain, you're going to work it for your good. Even this hard time, God, you're going to help me see and find the good that's happening all around me. People change when they hurt enough that they have to. People change when they hurt enough that they have to. So the question we have to ask is, what changes must I make to become better? What changes must I make to become better? The next thing is people change when they learn enough they want to. So sometimes we just don't know that there's a better way, right? We have a saying in our office, you don't know what you don't know. Like you literally don't know what you don't know. I know it's revelatory, right? But when you learn better, you do better. And so ask, what am I learning that is allowing me to get better? And so in seasons of pain, ask yourself that question. What am I learning right now in this season? God, teach me something because I don't want to go around this mountain again. I do not want to go around this mountain again. So Lord, let me learn every lesson because 40 years, I don't want to still be walking around this mountain, right? Send somebody to rescue me. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Which part? Um, When I'm hurting, hurting, people, people change when they hurt enough that they have to. And ask, what changes must I make to become better? And then people change when they learn enough they want to. And in these seasons, we ask, what am I learning that is allowing me to get better? You're welcome. The next one is, uh, people change when they receive enough they are able to. So in these seasons... We ask, what can I receive in this situation that will make me better? So sometimes it's me learning, right? Sometimes it's me just having to go, God, what are you making me better? But sometimes it's, what do I need to receive in this situation that will make me better? Sometimes in seasons of pain, right, it's learning how to receive help from others, receive grace from others. Come on, receive whatever it is that you need. All right, we okay? I have to trust in seasons of pain. I have to trust what I do know about God versus what I don't know about the future. 
And, and for you in these seasons of, if you're going through a season of pain, I would encourage you, go back to what you do know about God. What, what in your past? Because in the thing about pain and seasons of disappointment is it's so hard to even remember. I, I remember I was in a season uh, whenever Sandy passed away. I was like, I don't know that God's ever done anything good in my life. <laughs> and that's not true. Like, we've seen so many miracles. But I'm so grateful that I have years of journals uh, that I could go back and remind myself with my own words of God's faithfulness. And so I have to trust what I do know about God versus what I don't know about the future. Pain allows me to reflect and to evaluate. And so I would encourage you if you're, I remember uh, Brian's dad said this years ago. He's like, the best time to build a solid foundation is before the storm comes, right? Because the Bible says the storm comes on the house that built on the sand and the house that was built on the rock. So the best time to build your house on the rock is like before the storm. It's terrible whenever it's a storm and you're out there trying to rebuild your entire life. And I see people do that, right? They get the bad diagnosis and so they run into the church and they're like, I need 10 scriptures on healing. Go. Well, that's great, but the storm's already here. Like, it's hard to build that house. So if you're in a season, you're like, man, Pastor Crystal, man, she's going through. Y'all pray for her. She's going down hard for real. I'll say this. I'm grateful that our house was built on the rock. Because when the storm came, because storms are equal opportunity givers, uh, everything, the wind blew, the, everything, the rains came, the floods came, but the fall wasn't great. And then I've seen in other people's lives, like the, the storm came and great was their fall. And so if you're in a season, you're like, man, my life is so good. I love that for you. Congratulations. You're doing a really good job. But I hate to tell you this, storms are coming. Like there's, there's going to be things, store up the word now in your heart, store it up right now. Like get into this word, you being here today. Good job. Good job. Like this is the most important thing. And, and, and I tell people all the time, please like spend time in your Bible, make it a consistent practice. Your Bible talks about in Genesis that um, Jacob went to a place and it was called Bethel. And he says, that's where he built an altar to the Lord and years goes by and he marries, he has children and he brings all of his family back to Bethel so they could encounter the Lord. If he didn't have a Bethel, then he wouldn't have a place for his family to encounter the Lord. And so you build Bethel before you need Bethel. And so I want to encourage you, maybe it's been lies that you've believed. Maybe it's a sin that you need to let go of. Maybe it's a hurt that you're going through. These three areas are the things that keep us from the freedom. But here's the great thing is, is that it's for freedom Christ set you free. So you don't have to be a slave to those lies anymore. You don't have to be a slave to the disappointment and the pain. You don't have to be a slave to the sin cycle in your life anymore. You can be free. And it can be just that easy. Today, you're free. Now your feelings are going to tell you you're not free, right? Your emotions are going to tell you that you're not free, but you're going to remind yourself of this moment and you're going to remind the enemy, no, it's for freedom. Christ set me free. So I'm going to stand fast and I'm not going to pick up again the yoke of slavery to bondage, right? All right. Can I pray for you in our final minutes here? Uh, Lord, I just thank you. Uh, Lord, I thank you for every lady represented. Father, I declare Galatians 5, 1 over them, that it's for freedom Christ set them free. And so right now, I just want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what lies have I been believing? 
Lord, I thank you that every lie has to bow its knee to the truth of who you are. If you've been believing the lie that you're unworthy, can you just stand right where you're at? You're unworthy. Lord, I break the power of that lie right now. Where the enemy's been telling you that you're unworthy, that you're unworthy to have a great marriage. You're unworthy to walk in the full call of God on your life. You're unworthy to have a better um, life than your family did. Father, I just thank you right now that lie is coming down. And Father, we're made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. And so, Father, right now we shine truth on that lie and we declare that insecurity is broken off of their life, that there has been this cycle in your life that has been that you're unworthy. Even as a child, the enemy told you that. You felt like an outsider in classrooms. It didn't matter what accomplishments. It didn't matter uh, how good your grades were. You always felt like you were unworthy. It's almost like imposter syndrome. You always feel like if people find out who I really am, they're not going to love me and accept me. I'm so unworthy. And Father, I just break that off and I declare they're accepted in the beloved. And Father, I just thank you that you look at them and you say, that is my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. I love her. Lord, I thank you that your word says that uh, the year of God, that this is the year that God's favor profusely abounds. And that word favor means the father's delight. Father, I thank you that they're gonna feel a father's delight. It was rejection and a wound from a father that kept you separated in that, in that feeling of unworthiness. And it's the acceptance and love of your heavenly father that's gonna restore back your place of security. So Father, I thank you that we are secure in our love in you. Father, we thank you for that. Lord, I thank you the same way you did it for me, you'll do it for them. Lord, show them how valuable that they are in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you every person here. Lord, any, any lie. Some of you have been believing the lie that you're going to live in poverty all of your life. If you, poverty has been the lie that enemies told you, you just stand right where you're at, poverty. You always are afraid that you're not going to have enough. There's not going to be enough money. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how much uh, is in the bank account. It's like a poverty thing is always on you. Father, we break the power of that lie right now. Lord, I thank you for abundance in Jesus' name. That, Father, I thank you that you're a good father who supplies abundantly to his children. Father, I thank you that you make us lie down in green pastures and, and pastures of provision. And so, Lord, right now, I thank you that this poverty mindset, it has to go in Jesus' name. The lie that there won't be enough, we just break it down. And, Lord, it's been like even as you open your cabinets, you always feel like, oh, I don't know that there's enough of this. And, and God's about to bring it into a different mindset that you're going to open up your cabinets and be like, oh my gosh, we have so much of everything. It's going to be like a shift in a mindset, uh, a shift in the way that you live your life. So Father, I thank you that this mindset isn't based on their income level, but it's on, on the lie that the enemy has told them that they're going to go back to poverty from where it came from. All of you, I feel like it's a childhood tie. And so we break that childhood tie right now and we declare that they're connected to a good father who provides well for their chil his children. And so Lord, we thank you that that poverty 
poverty spirit is broken off. That lie is cast down in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're here in the sound of my voice, we're thinking about the sins that we commit. As I talked about pride, if you're like, dang, I've got some areas of my life that I need pride. Can you just stand on your feet right where you're at? And Father, I just thank you, every person. Lord, I thank you that a spirit of humility comes on us. Lord, where we've been declaring everybody else is the problem, our spouse is the problem, our kids are the problem, our employer is the problem. Lord, I just thank you right now that we walk in humility. That, Lord, I thank you that if you should, you just show us that if not for Christ, so go I. That we're not the standard for everybody to live up to. We're not the standard for our, our, our employers, our, um, Lord, our spouses, our kids. Lord, we repent right now for a prideful heart. Lord, where we've been critical and judgmental of people, we just say we're so sorry. Lord, I thank you that we want glory when we see people fall. But, Father, instead, our hearts will be moved towards them. I feel like the Lord's like, as some of you have had such a hard heart for so long. You haven't even been able to listen to friends, voices, people in your life because the spirit of pride has been so strong. And your heart's about to be so soft. And, and you're going to walk into your house and everything's going to look different. Uh, because you're seeing it through a different lens, through a lens of humility. Father, I thank you that the same way you've done it for me, Lord, do it for them. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. If you're hearing the sound of my voice and some of you has just been hurts, any pain that you need to give to Jesus, any disappointment, I just want you to put it in your hands right out before you. I think we all have things we're kind of disappointed with God about. And I want you just to give those things to the Lord. He's big enough for all of it. We give you every rejection. We give you every disappointment. We give you our doubts. We give you the loss of relationships give you the betrayal, every hurtful word. Father, I thank you that you're healing every heart. And when the enemy tries to remind us of the pain of our past, Lord, I thank you that the same way you did for me, you washed my mind where I couldn't even remember some of the abuse that from my childhood. I, God's going to do that. It's going to be like almost like a mind restore of the pains that you walk through. You're going to be able to remember the good, but the Lord's going to heal you of all the bad. It'll be like just a foggy memory there, but you won't be able to go back. It's not, Some of you have almost had like PTSD on certain things. Um, they like trigger you because of abuse that happened to you. And the Lord's going to so heal you that you're going to go back into those environments, but it's not going to be the same you anymore. It's going to be a different response. And so, Lord, I thank you for healing of past hurts. We thank you for it.
Father, I thank you for every person. Lord, I'm so thankful that we got this time together. Lord, I thank you for um, all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives. Holy Spirit, we're so grateful for your presence. You never leave. You're so faithful to stay by. Lord, right now we pray for sisterhood. Lord, I thank you for every sister that's going to come tonight. Jesus, we ask that you be lifted high. Lord, I thank you that you know every name, you know every story, you know every situation. And God, we thank you that you are great. Lord, move in this place through our worship team, through all of our dream team. God, we thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you for the rich salvation harvest that we're going to see. Many new people say yes to you tonight. In Jesus' name. And everybody who believed it said Amen. Amen. Oh, come on. Are y'all grateful for all that God's doing? I hope you got so much out of today's content. Can you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on any new content here on my podcast? Also, one of the best ways for people to find my podcast is by you. If you will, share this podcast on your social media or maybe text it to a friend. Help me get the word out so we can help others. Also, everything you need to know about today's podcast will be available down in the show notes. I also have a link for you to stay subscribed to my emails so you never miss out on anything that I have going on. So, hey, thank you so much for being here and let's do something awesome for God this week.